Hey everyone, it's Father Pat, here today to offer you my reflections on the scripture readings for today. Our readings today are from Tuesday of the 23rd week in Ordinary Time. A reading from St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, how can any one of you, with a case against another, dare to bring it to the unjust for judgment instead of to the holy ones? Do you not know that the holy ones will judge the world? If the world is to be judged by you, are you unqualified for the lowest law courts? Do you not know that we will judge angels? Then why not everyday matters? If therefore you have courts for everyday matters, do you see as judges people of no standing in the church? I say this to shame you. Can it be that there is not one among you wise enough to be able to settle a case between brothers? But rather brother goes to court against brother, and that before unbelievers? Now indeed, then it is, in any case, a failure on your part, that you have lawsuits against one another. Why not rather put up with injustice? Why not rather let yourselves be cheated? Instead, you inflict injustice and cheat, and this to brothers. Do you not know that the unjust will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor boy prostitutes, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor robbers, will inherit the kingdom of God. This is what some of you used to be. But now that you have had yourselves washed, you were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Spirit of our God. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our response, the Lord takes delight in his people. The Lord takes delight in his people. Sing to the Lord a new song of praise in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel be glad in their maker. Let the children of Zion rejoice in their king. The Lord takes delight in his people. Let them praise his name in the festive dance. Let them sing praise to him with timbrel and harp. For the Lord loves his people, and he adorns the lowly with victory. The Lord takes delight in his people. Let the faithful exult in glory. Let them sing for joy upon their couches. Let the high praises of God be in their throats. This is the glory of all his faithful. Hallelujah. The Lord takes delight in his people. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus departed to the mountain to pray, and he spent the night in prayer to God. When day came, he called his disciples to himself, and from them he chose twelve, whom he also named apostles. Simon, whom he named Peter, and his brother Andrew. James, John, Bartholomew, Philip, Matthew, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called a zealot, and Judas, the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. And he came down with them and stood on a stretch of level ground. A great crowd of his disciples and a large number of the people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, and even those who were tormented by unclean spirits were cured. Everyone in the crowd sought to touch him because power came forth from him and healed them all. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Last Tuesday, every NFL team had to make roster cuts to reach the 53-player regular season limit. If you follow a team fairly closely, you can probably guess the first 50 of those players pretty accurately. Some players are locks to make the team because of past performance, others because they are recent high draft choices, 
and a few because they've just had an incredible training camp and can't be ignored. So when the list comes out, my, my eyes go quickly through it, looking not for the obvious ones, but for the surprises. That's where the tough decisions came, and maybe some mistakes. But in the end, the team had to make some choices. In today's gospel, we read Jesus's 12-man roster of apostles. Most of the names we just glaze over, not giving them much thought. Except for that last one, Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. That's a tough one. How did he make the team? I wonder what the others thought of Judas. Did they trust him? Was there someone else they thought was a better choice? Did Judas telegraph any signs of where his true loyalties were? And the real question, did Jesus make a mistake? We know Jesus, the Son of God, could not sin, but he was like us in every other way, as as, uh, the author of Hebrews tells us. And so, yes, in his humanity, it was possible for Jesus to make human mistakes. But how did Jesus choose Judas? St. Luke tells us it was after a night of prayer. It's tough to argue with that approach. I would think that the Father wouldn't allow Jesus to mess up such an important decision. Judas wasn't a mistake. He was a traitor, though. Jesus maybe doesn't go to the cross without him. And with no cross, there's no resurrection. You know, I don't pray enough before making decisions sometimes. And I can be tough in second-guessing decisions that have not worked out as I planned. But maybe they led me to my own crosses. What looks like a mistake on the outside might just be the way that the Lord is drawing me closer to him. And that leads to resurrection. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a great day.